Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Joygasm, a video game and movie podcast. I'm Russ. He is Steve. And it's Sony's turn to tease us in episode 289 today, September 22nd, 2022. We're going to be getting right into the topic of the day, which is... The Sony State of Play September 2022 reactions. But before we do, make sure you click on that subscribe button as well as that notification bell. That way you will not miss a single solitary episode of Joygasm, which drops once a week, every week. Now, Steve, I must say... Yeah? That there were a number of goodies in this particular offering. Of course, Sony has been going through this kind of one-upmanship mm. with Microsoft in terms of like, you know, like Xbox will have like a little, a little announcement. Summer. Yeah. Sony will have theirs. Yeah, a little le- le- yeah. leapfrog action. But I got to say, in terms of what they had, like, and it actually wasn't that long. It was only like a 20-minute yeah. presentation or so. But what they had to show, there were a number of titles in there that I'm excited about. What say you? Yeah, Russ, uh, there were quite a few of them. I would say um, not not everything. I won't say everything. Mm. But yes, there is some stuff that's coming up for El Plague Estacion oh. that uh, I am looking forward to. That sounded fancy. I might have to uh, buckle up and buy one. Oh, really? I really don't want to go out there. Russ, I, I want to wait till they're more available. I, I, I just don't... Not, I'm not a console hunter. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just... My phone that was... That is the weirdest no, thing to hear like, you say that. No, I mean, I'm at work and, like, my phone keeps on buzzing me. Buzz me. Hey, go to Target right now. Hey, go to Costco right now. Hey, go to GameStop right now. I'm like, all right. Can't. <laughs> so it's like everyday thing. I'm like, okay, it's 5:30. I wonder how if they have any more left. They had like one at 10 a.m. Am I the only one who <laughs> sends you those notifications, or do no, you have other people got, who have been sending you little I, like I have an, FYI? I have an app that that will alert me when when stores have them. Oh, okay, okay. And then not only does it alert me, but it emails me too. So I get the double alert, or like I come home and check my email. It's like, uh. Yeah, you missed that, you missed that, you missed that. I'm like, well, I got paid, so that's good, but... Uh, I'm telling you, at this point in time, if you were to buy a PS5, I think right now is kind of like a window of opportunity before the Christmas season hits, mm. because like they're still hard to find, mm. but... I mean, like the most recent ones I sent you texts on, like they were in stock. Like I saw them on my machine first and that's what caused me to, to text you about it. However, I think you probably only have about a month or so to be able to yeah. act upon that before all of a sudden all the parents start going out and snatching the ones that are available up. That's what I'm thinking is uh, like, oh, a week before Black Friday. Yeah. Like within November, everyone's like, yeah, why should I buy stuff now? I'm just going to buy it when it's on sale, maybe, you know, on Christmas shopping. And then all the stores will start to die down because no one's buying anything. And that's when I'm going to hopscotch my way on in there and uh, be like, yo, electronics guy. <laughs> About to make your night and drop 500 smackers. What do you say? I do think, though, in terms of the PS5. What do you think, Russ? I don't think you're really going to have that luxury. 
I think that that's why I'm saying like right now, as in September and into October, like that is your, your time frame to be able to go in and strike while mm. it's available because otherwise I think you're going to be hard pressed to find one. Mm. And I don't think you want to be in that position, especially when, uh, you know, God of War Ragnarok, which we'll talk about in a bit is uh, coming out in November. I mean, that's going to be uh, oof. Mm. Oof. When you, ah. And you haven't played Horizon Forbidden West yet either. No, it came out I'm this year. Yeah, so. no. Anyway, I have uh, written down uh, most of the games that were in there. I didn't write all of them down because there were certain ones that honestly didn't interest me. And I mm. have a feeling if it didn't interest me, then there's a high probability that it didn't interest you. <laughs> Having said that, though. Yeah. And if there is one that you're thinking of that I have not put on my list, you uh, can pipe up and say something about it, Steve. That's the beauty of podcasts. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Good stuff there, Russ. So the the state of play kicked off with Tekken 8. <laughs> now, the, the main takeaway that I've had since watching the state of play is that, and again, this is sounding like a broken record, but I find myself being reminded of this time and time again. It's all about watching these videos in 4K. Yeah. If you watch it during the live stream or if you watch like a pre-recorded version of it and it's at 1080p, it simply does these titles a disservice because you're not mm. able to like drink in all that next-gen visuals. And so typically what happens is like, you know, I would say a few days to a week after like one of these things happens whether it's a Sony state of play or Xbox has their own little presentation, whatever is that then you start seeing the 4k versions become available. And that's when you can really just, I mean, for me, like I, I'm, there were games I was already impressed with and I see the 4k version. I'm like, Oh my goodness. This is, this is a, on a completely different level. Oh my gosh. So Tekken eight was one of those titles where like, even on 1080p, I was like, okay, this is, I mean, they were showing actual gameplay footage that it showed um, to the characters. Uh, it looked like it was kind of like nighttime-ish on like a, a washed up beach that had a bunch of craggy rocks and looked like some shipwrecks in the background, real moody and stuff. And the, um, from, from just that, I was like, wow, okay, that that's looking really nice. And then I saw it on 4k and the amount of detail in everything is very impressive. I mean, it really does cause me to think about how fighting games, one-on-one fighting games, you know, we like you and I were talking about before we started recording the show about how, um, you know, Street Fighter Six, which was not a part of this Sony state of play, it just looks phenomenal. It, 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 the, the fighting games have always had that edge over a lot of other games where because you're fighting in this limited space, the developers can just cram a bunch of high graphics fidelity into everything. The level of detail is just staggering, and it's and it's no different with uh, Tekken Eight. What's that, you, Steve? Yeah, Tekken Eight. Uh, the thing is that is I'm a bit over the Iron Fist, Russ. The um, Iron Fist, eh? It just seems like uh, I think they they really want it to be a fighting game with the story, but the story is like the same story every time. Sure. Like, Hayachi is dead, and now he's back, <laughs> and he's older and more angry. His hair is even longer, spikier, and gray. Jen Kazama has a new brother, and the family is still fighting. Still as dysfunctional <laughs> as ever. Um, I don't know. I mean, I have nothing really bad to say with Tekken. It's just that I, I, 
I really want there to be another Soul Calibur. Sure. Right? So I, I, since I played the last Soul Calibur and I, you know, you were telling me that they're not going to make him anymore. I'm like, man, with if they just like split the team up so there was another Soul Calibur, maybe another Tekken two, or Tekken. Also, <laughs> no pun intended there, Russell. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, I think I'd be I'd be happier because I'd have more of a selection to choose from. It's like, okay, well, Soul Calibur, I think, is a prettier game. I think there's more variety. Uh, the story probably is not as good, but I mean, the game is just, just so beautiful mm-hmm. uh, to play. And um, even though uh, there wasn't the story elements or the cutscenes, you know, that from other Soul Caliburs, I still just love playing the game itself. Uh, which is saying a lot for me because I really suck at fighting games. I don't really care for them all that much. So. I was I was happy to see Tekken, yeah. but it's just not something I, I'm not gonna I'm probably not gonna hurry and pick up. I don't think. You know, I'm reminded of how the previous Tekken game, Tekken Seven. Um, I bought that game because mm-hmm. I hadn't played a Tekken game in a while, and I mean, we were both fans of Tekken there for mm-hmm. a while on multiple platforms, and so I was curious to see where it was with Tekken Seven, and there were certain things that I did like about it, but I felt as though it didn't feel like the, for some reason, the combat mechanics didn't feel like the Tekken that I know. Mm. And I just don't know if I was rusty at it. Like I hadn't played a Tekken game in a while, or, or maybe I was used to some of these other fighting games, but that was something that like I had kind of a, as a takeaway. And as a result, I really didn't play very much of Tekken seven. However, looking at this game, it's like, okay, well maybe there are certain changes because it's not exclusive to Tekken, like Soul Calibur, like to your or point. Exclusive to PlayStation. No, 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 I'm, I'm talking not, not in terms of like, like console exclusivity, oh, okay. but more like my bad. The, um, the change up as to how the game, the combat mechanics are and how just the, the presentation of the game overall, it seems as though a lot of these fighting games went through that. I mean, like when I think of, uh, Soul Calibur, Soul Calibur, uh, I think it was Soul Calibur 5, because I think the most recent one is Soul Calibur 6, I want to say. But anyway, they made some drastic changes as to how you play the game to the point where I'm like, man, this just doesn't feel like a Soul Calibur game. What is going on? Tekken did the exact same thing. Um, now, both of those games are made by Bandai Namco, but then at the same time, um, there were certain types of little weirdness going on with, with, with a couple of the other fighting games too, where just like street fighter, for instance, street fighter five, when it was first released, there was an entire like portion of the game that was missing. Like they were, they were trying to push this other type of game style, which kind of alienated the fans a bit. And then they had street fighter five. I think they call it like arcade edition or something like that. That was basically this big old DLC drop and had all these game modes that were more classic that the fans wanted. And then at that point, then street fighter five really like got boosted up and everybody really enjoyed playing it. So yeah, it's kind of weird how like you had all these developers uh, within the fighting genre that were tinkering with their properties. And I think while some of those tinkerings uh, made for better game experiences, I think there were other ones that they kind of had to go, Ooh, okay, let's, let's, Go back to like the the tried and true recipe. So, I I, I want to see more. I definitely want to see more of Tekken Eight. The graphics engine looks incredible. It is really cool to like see a Tekken game on a PS Five. Like to see that next gen hardware. I'm telling you, it just. I mean, you saw it for yourself. I mean, even like some of like the flexings were like they're clearly doing like a special move. So it goes into that like cinematic camera angle, and you see like 
the skin pores and like the bulging muscles and biceps and stuff. And I don't know. Like I, I just think uh, we're, it's a very exciting time for fighting games. I, I will say Tekken's uh, in the past have made the character's anatomy look a little bit too plasticky yeah. because the muscles, like the muscles are so big and bulgy. Just like <laughs> it looks plasticky. Like they're about to rip open the skin. So it's the both biceps, the side of my head. Yeah. It's like they're watermelons. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know, like every character was like that. Yeah. And so all this roided one, out. Yeah. Roided out, veined out like, Rah! Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. I don't know if that's healthy. <laughs> he needs to go to the hospital. He needs to be, you know, he might um, have himself a brain aneurysm soon. <laughs> that's why he's so mad. Yeah. Blood pressure's <laughs> off the chart. Um, anyway. Uh, so this one looks like they, you know, paid attention a little more to the, my, like the realism, I guess, maybe of the skin, of the muscles, mm-hmm. veins, you know, whatnot. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Looks a little better. Okay. Now, Moving on from that to the second game that that was on my list here, Like a Dragon, Ishin. Ah. So there were two different samurai-oriented games that they showcased, both of which caught my eye. I'm very much, as you know, Steve, I'm very much a fan of the samurai fighting adventure genre. Bushido way. And this was no exception, Steve. I I really did like... Uh, taking a little look-see at the uh, Dragon of Ishin. What, what did you think of it? Uh, yeah, no, this uh, it caught my eye. I think this one's a little more action-packed than the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, but although the other one looked very pretty and colorful and beautiful. I, I So that one, I was... I forgot the name of it. Golly, I forgot the name of the other one. Well, so are you thinking of uh, Ghost of Tsushima? Well... Because that's a different game entirely. No, 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 the other game they showcased... That, oh. look, that looked like Ghost of Tsushima, like you were riding or and walking through, you know, you, uh, cherry blossoms and Rise of the Ronin. Rise of the Ronin. That one. I thought you were going to do like an altered beast impression <laughs> of the game name. Rise from your grave. <laughs> Power up. <laughs> <laughs> What was that? That's when you like punch the air when you when the power up was coming at you. <laughs> you know, a little like two frame thing. An altered beast. Remember when the pig was jumping by and you had to punch the like the glowing pig? But I was always confused right why and- well, the pig was blue. Yeah, I don't know. And was it really a pig or was it was it like an ox or bison or something? Nah, it was a little bit too small to be a bison. It was like a wild hog. Yeah. If you didn't hit it though, it knocked you down. Well, well, we're not talking about Anyhow, Beast Rush, right now, Steve. Back in the day. Indeed. Um, so, yeah. So, Ishian. Uh, I'm saying that right? Yes, Rush? you are, Steve. Um, like a dragon. I like a dragon. You know, they were using a lot of revolvers in that game. Yep. Well, you know, I'm not sure how much revolvers the samurai used there, Ross. I don't know, Steve. So, But it's okay, because it's action-packed, and uh, they showed a lot. I mean, there, there was... A lot of building, uh, buildings, characters, like everywhere. The screen was filled with stuff that was oh, happening. Yeah. yeah. So that looks uh, pretty awesome. That, we'll, we'll give that one a go for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I definitely look forward to that. Um, Hogwarts Legacy was one where I wasn't particularly impressed with the gameplay that they showed. But again, it wasn't like actual gameplay. It was kind of like these camera fly throughs of different mm. parts of the world. Yeah. So. It's not like I've lost complete interest in 
the game, but I will say that actually the most impressive thing visually that I saw was the title itself, like the, the Hogwarts Legacy or whatever it was. Yeah, Hog, yeah, Hogwarts Legacy. Like that, <laughs> that looked really nice, but it just, a lot of what I was seeing, I don't know, I was, dare I say, I was a little disappointed by that just because that's such a big IP. Mm-hmm. And this, once again, especially because it is on next gen, I was expecting uh, a little bit more in terms of the production value and cinematic quality of... Yeah, that one didn't catch my eye too much. You haven't really... I mean, we don't really play the Hogwarts stuff anyway, though, does it? Do we? I, I don't. I don't really either. The thing is, is that I want to. Like, I like, I like the world of Harry Potter. I like the world of um, Hogwarts. And I think it's ripe. Like, if, if, if they did a game that is like... I don't know, just as, as engrossing and immersive as the films themselves, I would, I would be down to play it. I think, I mean, imagine if they did something that was in the same vein as like, like think of like Elden Ring, but in a Harry Potter world, that would be pretty freaking amazing. Obviously it's a different world. So like, you know, certain things would be changed up, but imagine like you had that grand scope and vista within a Hogwarts oriented Harry Potter game, Steve. Yeah, but like in Elden Ring, you put on crazy cool armor and Harry Potter, you're a little kid running around with a magic wand. Right, but I'm I'm not saying t- do like a one-to-one ratio. I'm saying like in terms of the overall like grand presentation that Elden Ring has, imagine taking that same epic approach, but then applying the Harry Potter Hogwarts world. It doesn't mean you have to like put on armor and stuff, but just in terms of like the creative boss fights, the, the big like castles, the verticality, the open world, all that kind of stuff. I I would be interested in checking that out. Hmm. They're going to have to do a little bit more than that, though, Russ. I mean, there was nothing in that that preview that really exactly. grabbed you by the ghoulies. Yeah. I mean, you're giving it a lot of, like, uh, potential just imaginatively. Yes. But uh, <laughs> they got to put it uh, on screen. Russ. Now, they had another game called Pacific Drive, which seemed to be a bit of a adventure title. Mm. Uh, it looked like it was first-person perspective. I didn't see any third-person, but that was the one that... It, um, had kind of like the car pulling up to the gas station and like the, the character got out in first person and was fixing, I think the engine or something, but then like the station wagon. Yeah. Yeah. It looks kind of like cell shaded or something like that, or it's not exactly cell shaded, but yeah, there's definitely some kind of filter that they have on it. It looks like there's some kind of, I don't know if it's like time travel or like, I don't know what was happening in that. It seemed as though, the car itself was like a containment unit to prevent the character from like being affected whenever like there was a disruption in the space time continuum or something. I don't know. Something to that effect is what I gathered. Yeah. Like he was driving through what looked like stormy stuff and then there was enemies or something. I I was like, what am I even looking at here? I I don't know. They didn't give us anything of the story. Yeah. It just, it's a teaser said something is happening and you're in a car and look out. Right. So that one, we're going to have to watch and see what happens and uh, wait for like the full trailer mm-hmm. before I uh, jump in the bandwagon there. Because there's, I mean, I don't know. I just, uh, yeah. Because hmm. there's been other games that look really cool. And then they're just, they just kind of fall flat. You know what I'm saying? 
There have been a number of other games, whether they're for Xbox or PS5, um, that have, they share a bit of, I don't know. It's not like, like again, it's not a one-to-one ratio thing, but it's ah. in the same vein. It's very similar. The names um, are escaping me for the moment, but I've played other first-person games where um, it has that kind of filtered look to the aesthetics. Mm. It is a very story-driven experience. Sure. This seems to be something of that that nature. And, it, and if it is, then... You know, I enjoy the other ones that I did play. So we'll, I, I, yeah, I, I'll, not, we'll just place that game in the wait and see category. We need more info on that. That's right. I need more info. Need more story. Yes. Because it, what it reminded me kind of, well, I mean, totally, this doesn't remind you. The teaser itself of what they showed yeah. reminded me of that game um, where you're like delivering packages uh, and you gotta look out for the ghosts. We're like, oh, this game looks amazing. It's gonna be great. I'm like, okay, what do you do? You're like, you deliver packages. <laughs> I'm like, that's it. And you look out for ghosts. You're like, what was that game called? You're thinking of, oh man, I it's see it. It's got the guy from The Walking Dead in it. Oh, Death Stranding. Yes, that one. So like they were just were teasing us and teasing us like, what else is there? And there basically wasn't really all that much more to it. I still need to play through that game. You do. I I, I bought the game and I've just barely scratched surface on it. Um, yeah, I do. I, there is there is a desire for me to to, to play through it though all the way. I, I, I want to see how what much the heck. of a desire though. Russ? Well, it's not a burning desire per mm. se, but it, it is a desire. Anyway, there's a chart. Of desire. That one ranks right about here. For you? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the next game that they showed was called Sin Duality. That was the one, it was spelled S Y N. Ah, yeah, that was uh, one of those uh, where they were just showing, like, littering the screen with a bunch of imagery, and like, oh, what am I seeing here? <laughs> Slow it down. Yep, yeah. yep. Definitely uh, one of those those uh, not JRPGs, but like one of those like Japanese uh, action games. It looks like look, it had kind of a mech warrior uh, quality to it. Again, I checked it out in 4K. It's a good looking game, and it has that like really nimble, fast moving abilities within the mech, despite it looking like kind of a seemingly lumbering slow beast, but actually it has all these like crazy moves. It's got awesome weaponry. I mean, it just looks like one of those like classic Japanese, like high octane shooter third person games that now I'm wondering if, if they're going to keep it all in Japanese, I don't know. They can like translate it to English. Cause there were like, there was that one. And then uh stellar blade or something that where it's like all in Japanese and you're reading subtitles. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if they're going to, Translate that or 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 translate it. Dub it. Really? You know, those are the kind of games where honestly I could take it or leave it. I mean, if they decide to put English voiceovers on there, that's fine. If they decide to keep it in Japanese and have the the English subtitles, I'm honestly, it doesn't matter to me. Do you have a preference? Yes and no. So, I mean, I kind of get tired of looking at the subtitles. Mm Mm-hmm. However, I will say that when they are, when it's the regular casted voices, like it's acted better versus if it's 
dubbed in English. Sure. I don't know why that is all the time, but like when we're trying to filter like our language, maybe we ha- we do the different uh, order of words or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what it is. It just seems like it comes out wrong versus if it's just in Japanese, it sounds much better. Sure. So there's kind of a pro and a con to either of them. I understand, Steve. Yeah. I understand. Well, I look forward to that one, though. Sin Duality. Sin Duality. Um, again, has a like an original look to it, and the gameplay just looks like fun. It looks really fun. Now, Action you... Packed. Did you uh, want to pick that one up yourself, or, or are you in the wait-and-see category for that one? That one, I'm going to be in the wait-and-see. I'm more... I, I would say I'm leaning more on the side of the Stellar Blade, only because uh, the action, like the one-on-one, like you on the enemy... Looked a lot better with that one. It reminded me a little bit of the, you know, you know what the the, the standard is for me w- with these uh, action games is what what was the game that that uh, they were teasing where it was like one guy in China who was making the entire game and he was putting like everybody else to shame because the game looked so good. He was like he had like the the Monkey King in there. And uh, remember, he was taking on that big feral wolf, and he could like transform into a little bug and like you know sneak up. Oh on. yeah, you're talking about um, Black Myth Wukong. Yeah, that's it. So yeah. that, that's the game that I'm holding that like as a standard. And so I'm like, oh, this one, you know, Stellar Blade, uh, you know, kind of reminds me of the action in that one, almost as if that game was the inspiration. I mean, I'm just totally throwing that out to the wind, but uh, you know, the action style and with the those large beasts. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm maybe way out of left field, but anyway, that game and that trailer reminded me of the one we saw with, uh, yeah, that one. <laughs> I forgot the catch. Black myth. Black myth. Wukong. You just said it. I meant hold it's, on to it. it it's it's an interesting title. It's not one that is easily uh, remembering, memorable, yes. memorable, 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 rememberable. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, since you're talking about Stellar Blade, that was one of my favorite games that they showed during the Sony State of Play. Um, I really, once again, 4K. If I if I haven't said it enough, you've got to check it out in 4K. There's right. so much to appreciate. But it's by a developer called Shift Up. I've never heard of them, and I unfortunately have not had time to actually look them up before the the time that we recorded this this podcast. But I'm blown away. I think the the character designs are really cool, real peeling, real fun. I don't know how many characters there are all together, but it looks like one of those um, high production value games that have the these crazy uh, splendid visuals mixed in with some pre-rendered cinematics and uh, that whole thing too. I mean, I, it, it's really fun to, to be able to check out an original IP like this. Not to mention the fact that it is a PS5 exclusive. So that is yet That's another right. game that you uh, can only play on the PS5, which is why you <sighs> need to get yourself a PS5, Steve. Yeah. Um, so when I watched that preview, it was only in 1080p. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch it in fork until I got over here. Right. You can see so much more. Yeah. I mean, I know you said it already said it, but I'm just... Like, I was looking at like a... Moth to the flame, Ross. Right? Yeah. See so much more happening in the background. You can right? So much more happening in the (laughs) foreground. Yeah. Well, the texture quality and the texture detail alone, you're just like, my goodness. And then you you can appreciate the lighting more. Ah. 
there's just a ton um, in that game. And again, I love the fact that it's an, an original game. It's an original IP. Like that's something that I, I don't know. It's, it's such a high risk for any given studio to yeah. take on something that is, you know, it's, it's not a, you know, for sure thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one, I wish they would have shown a little more gameplay though. Like if they, they would have showed said, quite a I bit, mean, they showed the well, wall. They, they showed like a lot of very, brief scenes of different parts of the game. Mm. I, what I'm talking about is like, I wish they would have showed like five minutes of gameplay. Yeah. So like you're walking through a level or you're interacting with the different people or you're, you, you walk up to the boss and then it initiates the boss fight sort of thing. So you can see more of that. Just not like these fragments of imagery flying at you. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, if I had to guess, it may share a bit of a, a resemblance to like Ninja Gaiden. Oh, good luck with that. I love that game. The game was hard, Ross. It was hard, but man, it's like been one of the best games. It's awesome. It's dying all the time. But in terms of, of the agility, the nimbleness, the the different types of move sets you have with the sword, and it looks, I mean, it, the game that, that we were checking out, I mean, Stellar Blade seems to have a variety of weapons. It's not just, oh, you have one weapon and you go forth. In addition to the melee weapons, clearly she has um, access to certain types of technologically advanced guns and who knows guns. what in there. And she had like certain types of like, I don't know if it was like body armor, but it, there were like moments where she was putting on like some metallic gauntlet stuff and everything. I mean, so clearly these developers are are really just having fun in this creative space. Like they're, they're, it's like the sci-fi fantasy world and I'm on board. I, I, I think it's going to be uh, a blast. I mean, every time that we've seen a trailer for this, um, I'm just like, okay, give me more. I'm, I'm pumped. And unfortunately it's not coming out this year. It's coming out in 2023. It's kind of a common theme. Yes. 2023, 2024, 2025. Mm, indeed. Finally on my list was God of War Ragnarok. Of course. That was one of the, the big titles that you know Didi. everybody has been clamoring to see gameplay of. Yes, and Sony Santa Monica Studios has been rather coy mm. in allowing folks to be able to see. Did you just burp right there, Rose. A little hiccup. I did <laughs> a little bit. Thanks for holding it in. <laughs> You're welcome. You know um, that one. I noticed uh, the main character. Kratos? Kratos. Kratos. Uh, <laughs> it seemed like, I mean, obviously he looked better, but um, it looks like they... <laughs> obviously he looked better. I mean, well, so he, he looked, he, he looks fine. <laughs> but he doesn't look like that much better versus the background graphics, all the environmental stuff that's going on. Because like, if you, if you pop back in the old one, the main characters are like the star of the show. Like they look fantastic and yeah. all the background looks like, I mean, it's, it's, it's fine. It's, it's nothing bad, but like this one, the environments are so much more in depth and colorful and beautiful. Like there's a lot more going on than, than, than the previous one. Well, see, and I have a little bit of a differing opinion on that because oh, when you? I played God of War for the PS4 yeah. now, okay. So oh. once again, you played God of War on the regular PS4. You did not play it on the PS4 Pro. 
And there is yep. a substantial difference in the visual fidelity between the two. Where I play God of War on the on the, the PS4 Pro, uh-huh. that made all the difference. So huh. I think that's kind of a, a bit of a, a disconnect uh, in terms of your game experience. However, when it comes to this game in particular for uh, the PS5, I mean, like mm. the... I'm so happy that they have continued to push forward with the the technology that they built. Like there was a lot of stuff. Like if you recall, God of War Four um, was the pretty much. I mean, eh, it's yeah. I mean, it, it was pretty much the first game that had no loading screens. Mm-hmm. You just played seamlessly, continuously. And that really ratcheted up the immersive factor. You're just like, oh my goodness, I've been so conditioned as a gamer to like look at load screens. Like if you take like Red Dead Redemption 2 when that came out, that had load screen after load screen after load screen. Um, well, actually, let me back up. That, it, it just had a long load screen. In the it beginning. had a long load screen in the beginning. And if you fast traveled, because they, they had a fast travel option, then it would. Then it would do a load right. screen. But yeah, no, actually, to be fair, that game really didn't have really any kind of load screens either. So, yeah. And like GTA didn't have any load screens. GTA 5? I thought it... uh, Okay, well, it depends. No, Uh, no, it did. I did not. Okay, if you were driving around the world of GTA 5, Mm -hmm. then it was just loading in assets. But if you got to like say like a mission where like it had to go to a cut scene or something else. I recall there being like certain kind of like load Mm. screens before like the whole thing could actually get started. Like very, okay. Very brief. Or maybe like the screen would like go black for a moment or something. Or I think that would happen like a very long blank, but like it wouldn't be comparatively to the beginning where you're sitting there going like, Oh, I'm going to make a coffee right now. You know, uh, like, yeah, it might go black, but then there was hardly any time going by we light back up again. I just remember when God of War came out, like that was like the biggest thing where like you, it was literally like no load times. Spider-Man's another one. Oh no, that one had load screens. That, that one okay. had load screens. Yeah, yeah, that one, when you were flying around, or flying around, webbing around town, swinging, swinging, around. jumping, uh, frolicking. <laughs> that there would be no load screens. But like if you were climbing into a building somewhere, then it would load. Right, right. But <laughs> I think on PS5, which I don't have, read about it. The loading <laughs> is so quick that if legend if, tells if you. <laughs> <laughs> folklore back in the day. Yeah. Uh, like if you are jumping like out of a window back into the, the map, the loading is so quick. It just doesn't even cut. It just go, you just fly right back out. Yeah. I would say like as a whole, the game industry was moving toward this idea of no load screens whatsoever. Yeah. Like, like loading it was, sucks. It would just go seamlessly. And I, yeah. and honestly, I mean, God of war was like, that was the big one that just, I mean, I remember everyone playing and they're like, oh my goodness, there's no load time. It's fantastic. So anyway, we're here talking about God of War. God of War. Ragnarok. So I'm very excited to be able to um, see where the story continues because it clearly continues where the last one left off. Nah. And you beat... No. The, you haven't beaten I it. I haven't beaten it yet, Russ. There's been pl- st- tons of stuff that were coming out. I had to stop. Really? I had to stop. 
hmm, I'm out of, I'm, I remember I'm, I remember where I'm at. Like I'm on, I'm at this very rocky, dark lava y place. I'm I finding exactly a lot of boss after boss after boss. I, I'm, I think I'm close to the end. I've talked to the snake a few times. Um, <laughs> you snake charmer. You. There was, a, <laughs> I got the head hanging on my yeah belt. Mm-hmm. And um, some of the main enemies have gone on. They've passed into whatever. Um, you really do need to finish that, especially before you start playing this one, because you're going to be doing yourself a disservice. Rust. And in mm. fact, just watching the trailer kind of shows off some spoilers. So. Well, the kid definitely survives. I would expect he would. <laughs> Speaking of the kid, though, Russ, um, I do like, I don't know if it's the same actor that they had, but the kid, you know, of course has grown some mm-hmm. and I like his voice. I like the voice that they're using. For sure. Him. Uh, I know that sounds kind of weird, but like, you know, just, you know, playing the previous game, the kid's pretty young mm-hmm. and now he's grown up a few more years. So his voice is changing. I know that sounds kind of odd for me to say it, but I mean, I do like the, the, the voice they have for the kid now. Yeah, no, I like it too. I like how, once again, they, they are continuing where the last game right. kind of ended and it's kind of like, oh, here are, you know, a couple of years later kind of thing. And yeah, I I absolutely love the story from God of War 4. I'm sure I'm going to love where they take it in this one. I love the relationship dynamics between Kratos and Atreus. So yeah, I mean, I, again, I think in terms of like the PS5, the PS5 is definitely the place to be for those single player campaign experiences. You know, when I, when I think of Xbox, I really can't think of any like single player, like, like big triple a campaign experiences mm. versus PS five, which I mean, like I said earlier, I mean, you have like horizon, uh, forbidden West, we're getting stellar blade. We're getting God of war Ragnarok. And I'm sure there's a couple of others that I'm totally forgetting at this point in time, but yeah, I mean, it just seems like they have really tidied up that particular genre. So if you like the, that genre of game, which I do, and I know you do too, uh-huh. you know, I think that um, there will be a significant amount of those that will only be available on the PS5. <clears throat> which, excuse me. That's okay, Steve. Sorry about that. Which game are you most excited about that you saw? Uh, Russ. Um... I would probably have to say uh, I would yeah it's 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 kind of a tie. I'm really excited about God of War, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but besides that one, I'd have to say that the 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 samurai one, the um, there are two of them. Not not Ishin. Uh oh, you're talking about yes, that Rise one. of the Ronin. Thank you. Was, yeah, was Rise right. of the Ronin the one where, like, there's a moment in the trailer where he's, like, on a hang glider and he's gliding yes. down? Yeah, that oh, looks man. legit. Yeah. That game looks awesome. Or, like, he's uh, he's fighting somebody with a musket and, like, uses the, what, what's the what's the blade on the musket called? The bayonet. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that was just so cool. I was, I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Yeah. That's cool. I don't mind if that one's all in Japanese, baby. Mm-hmm. That might even help it out. <laughs> I don't. I, I probably don't even want that one in English. Like, period. Yeah. I, I mean, watching like Ghost of Tsushima, I would. I would never. <laughs> maybe on like the third playthrough, I'd. I'd want to see it in English. But um, I mean, that one's just like your old school samurai 
you know, flick, and I don't want to see it. I, it's perfect in Japanese. Right. Anyway, I can go on for days. I'll stop right there, Russ. Okay. Okay. What about you? Well, it's tough for me, too. You know, I think that in terms of what they showed, there was a it was a strong showing, honestly. I mean, like, yeah, there were a few in there that I was like, eh, I'm not, I'm not as excited for or whatever. But in terms of like, I mean, to your point, I mean, you had uh, Rise of the Ronin, then you had Like a Dragon Ishin, um, Pacific Drive looked interesting, Sin Duality looked interesting, Stellar Blade and God, you know, honestly, I would say it's a toss up for me between Stellar Blade and God of War Ragnarok, simply because I've already, like I said, I've already experienced God of War 4 and this is just going to continue with like everything ratcheted up to 11. Like it's going to be fantastic. But then at the same time, looking at Stellar Blade, I'm like, man, that just, it looks, it's a looker of a game. Mm -hmm. It's a stunning game. I haven't, obviously I haven't played it, but in terms of, I think that's, that's the kind of the main question mark I have is does the game play well or is it clunky? Cause if it plays smoothly like butter and you're like wielding all that stuff and flipping around and butter, it's totally like, you know, fantasy sci-fi goodness. Sign me mm. up. I'm going to be, it's going to be good. I'll be happy. Yeah. Well, that wraps up this episode of Joygasm. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. If you enjoyed this episode, we invite you to check out patreon.com slash joygasm where you can enjoy exclusive perks and early access to the show, not to mention it continues to financially help us do the podcast. Also, make sure you click on that subscribe button and notification bell. That way you will not miss a single solitary episode of Joygasm. And if you are so inclined, you could do a search on your favorite social media platform of choice for at Joygasm TV. We're on all of them. If you want to become part of the Joygasm community, we encourage you to do so. And last but not least, do a search for Joygasm TV on Twitch to see us stream our gaming adventures live every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Central Time. Thank you for hanging out with us. We will check you again next week. <laughs>